It's a Sunday afternoon, frigid, it's Christmas week, but we've got rankings to talk about. Let's dive into it. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for tuning in to the PK Podcast, episode 20. It's the ranking show. We're going to be talking about my top 25 for week four of Iowa High School basketball. It's a short week. We've only, I believe, got one game for most schools, at least, because of, or one game, I said plural, um, with Christmas break starting up for these athletes. So, with that being said, let's dive in, discuss where I have teams at, my reasoning for it, and all of that good stuff. Talk about some resumes as well, some potential differences you could have in the rankings if you have a different opinion. So, with that being said, let's dive in. Number one, it's Walking Northwest still. Um, I feel like this is pretty consensus so far. Everyone thinks Walking Northwest is the best team in the state. Now, I have said before, Kennedy does have an angle, at least, to say they're the best team in the state. And that is mainly because if they beat Joaquin Northwest last year, same players, same team. It's not that much different roster-wise, except for Joaquin Northwest has a better big man situation. Um, Kenzie Reed went absolutely crazy that game. He had like 25 or something. So, I mean, I'm not going to boil it. That's why they're not number one in my pool. I'm not boiling it down to one game last year. I feel like that's pretty dumb to do for a like ranking that's built on this year. But there's an angle that if I'm a Kennedy fan, I'd definitely be saying that. Um, with that being said, we got number two. We've got Cedar Rapids Kennedy. They're playing the best just team basketball in the state. Um, they just don't have to rely on one dude. And a lot of times that can be a bad thing for Iowa high school basketball if you don't have a guy that can go out and get a bucket for you. But they have that, but they all play as a team. And that's, that's huge for um, their style of play. Uh, guys to look out for on that team if you're unfamiliar with it. Uh, some people in cent- here in Central Iowa just aren't that uh, tuned in, that Eastern Iowa basketball. But Kinsey Reed is their point guard. Upper Iowa commit, I believe. Exceptional ball handler, exceptional passer. Um, great just all-around guard, can play defense, all that. We've got Cyrus Courtney, who has some of the – he's like the Draymond Green, in my opinion, of Iowa high school basketball. Um and then we've got Kobe Dolphin, who can light up for 20. I'd say he's their main scorer. Uh, he had 36 earlier this year. He had, tw- like, I think almost, I mean, he might have had 20 the last game. So he's an exceptional player. Um, they've got Schlack. Caleb Schlack's a younger brother. I don't want to be disrespectful and call a kid, like, just refer to him as his brother. But I'm not remember. I think it's Micah Schlack. Um, he, he's also really been playing really well for them. So the Kennedy Cougars, um, that's a team to be watching for the entire way. They'll probably be in the semifinals if I had to predict it, or maybe even the final. Number three, Waukee. So Waukee, the preseason number one, has moved down two spots. They've got one loss on the season. It's to Waukee Northwest um, on the road. I didn't want to penalize them, right? Coming off that loss to Joaquin Northwest, I, sometimes you see teams get better off of that. 
And you also, I don't want to penalize them for losing on the road against our number one team in the state. So Kennedy finally took their spot. Um, I was kind of waiting to see if Waukee would come out and just drop like beat two teams by 40. If they would have blown out Centennial, I think they have a pretty easy path to saying they're the number two team based on how good Centennial has been. But uh, the fact they let that get close, uh, it's kind of hard to justify keeping them that high. Um, still top three team in the state. If there were preseason betting, I mean, if there were betting odds each week on what teams are going to win state championship, I'd consistently, uh, you'd consistently see Waukee at the top because that's a team that if they just stop playing like a kind of run heavy team, they just kind of make big runs and then slow down completely off the gas. If Omaha gets in foul trouble, especially, I think that's where you especially see them struggle. Um, I'm, I like when they press, I believe they were pressing against Centennial and were literally murking them. It was like 15-0. Maybe I'm wrong. I remember they were pressing at some point. It, it was pretty successful. Um, so we'll move on to the number four spot. Indianola takes my number four spot. This could cause some, con- like, I'm pr- kind of the only media outlet that's just really high on them. A lot of people have them that 7 to 10 range. We'll see how that changes coming on Monday when the consensus ranking, rankings come out. But um, Indianola right here in my four spot, um, really well-rounded team. They actually haven't needed Drew Curie to be their main scorer, which is interesting. Drew is actually like averaging under 10 shots a game, which is, I mean, that could be good or bad thing depending on how you look at it. Um Big win against Norwalk for them. They had a great week. They beat Ankeny, then they beat in, um, Norwalk. I'm not sure if they played Tuesday. I don't believe they did. Um, so great week for Indianola. Um, we'll we'll see. Looking at their schedule, which I'm about to do right now, real quick, just to kind of gauge how I think the future of their season goes. Because um, if they they have kind of a path to go undefeated, if they're still playing this like 3A conference. That allows them to kind of just not have the toughest opponent. Like every single, like the CIML is ridiculous. Um, they've got like hard game every single every single week, and possibly like three times a week you're playing amazing teams. So they've got Carlisle coming up. I'm not sure about them. Grinnell, DCG. They got a pretty wicked away stretch. DCG is a team to watch. They've been playing really good basketball. I've been hesitant to rake them yet. Um, <laughs> They haven't played, I believe, a 4A school yet, so I don't want to jump the gun on them. Johnston is their big. That's a weird. That, it's at 3 p.m. That is a weird game. It's a back-to-back game. That could be a time where you see them lose, in my opinion. Uh, so in 2023, that's when I think they could lose. Um, Waukee at Waukee, 3.30 p.m. game time at Indianola. Why does it say at Waukee, but it's a, it says location Indianola? Same with the, okay. Weird. Um, who cares? So yeah, they they do have some tough opponents on the schedule, but other than that, it's pretty. It's not that hard. I think they have a good chance. They do play Norwalk again, and that game was phenomenal. So I guess that'd be kind of the, another game to watch. Moving on to the five stop, we got Centennial. Centennial just again not really a team with a guy, a main guy that just drops like thirty twenty. Another well rounded five five-man uh, starting lineup that just plays well together. 
Drew Shears has been starting to hit, um, starting to come alive recently. Luke Winkle, he was all right against Waukee, a little bit off, I'd say, but um, he still played pretty good, and he's their guy. If you want to point to like a guy, it'd be Luke Winkle, great uh, ball handler, great passer, good defense. Every he's kind of all around, not like a, a lights out shooter, but still definitely a quality jump shot. Um, Centennial definitely, I believe, deserves this ranking now based on how they performed against Waukee, where they almost came back and potentially almost won. So, um, moving on to number six, we got Sioux City East. Big jump in my pool. Um, they went from 11 to 6 with that win over Ankeny by 18 after barely defeating Sergeant Buffington. I gave them the kind of, not the benefit of the doubt, but gave them the respect they probably more deserve now. I'm hesitant to still say they're an elite team because Ankeny by no means is some juggernaut team that they beat. And uh, they also had to travel to Sioux City to beat, to play that game. Um, or I believe Sioux City. I know it was somewhere in Western Iowa. So, tough matchup for Ankeny, but still, that's that's a big win for Sioux City as they pull away pretty substantially in the fourth. Um, great win for them against Ankeny. Kind of proves that they can hang with those Central Iowa teams. They've been doing that all year. They did it in football as well. Um, seven, Valley. Valley has one of the hardest strengths of the schedule. They're four and two right now. Again, that's one of those things. I'm I'm not gonna punish them for playing a super hard schedule to start the year. Going on the road against Waukee Northwest, they lose. Not even by that bad. Considering like I would think back, uh, thinking back to that game, it's a close game in the fourth, still six point game. Like that's not a blowout by any means. Waukee Northwest deserves all the credit though for pulling away. Yep, Valley has the um, sixth hardest schedule in Class 4A. If you're wondering some names that are like up there, it'd be one, Southeast Polk. They've played some incredible teams to start the year, Waukee and Waukee Northwest. Uh, Ankeny has played some incredibly hard teams. That uh, So far, they have the best, I believe, opponent record, just straight up right now. Um, so, And then Limar has also played some really impressive teams. They've played Waukee. Dowling, and then Cedar Falls is number five. All right, so Valley, I like their guard play. I'm going to like it all season. Uh, they've got Zay Robinson came alive at 26 against Johnston. That was a big win for them on the road. Um, I'm excited to probably watch film on that. I haven't yet, but um, great win for the Tigers. They're moving on to, I believe, a decent... I'm going to check their uh, record. I mean, their uh, schedule as well. It loads quickly for me. They got aim. Oh wait, no, they played aims. Yeah, that's wrong. Um, they've got at Southeast Polk to end off the uh 2022 portion of the season. That's a tough game. Oh, it's at home. Why does it say at Southeast Polk and then the location will be like Valley? It makes no sense. Um, but Southeast Polk is a not a team you want to really play right now, just because. They just won, so maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit, but they're just a bad team that can be good. Like, we know they can hang with a good team, so kind of a trap game, I'd say, for Valley. But um, if they can come away with that and be 5-2, and two, I'd be pretty happy with that as a Valley fan. Um, I'd say if you – before the season, I would have predicted probably 4-2 and two now, 5-2. and two. I'd go 
six and one before the season, just a loss to Joaquin Northwest. But um, still, they're not underperforming. They're super young, and uh, especially when they get to the later part of the season, I'd be really interested in how they're going to be playing. Eight Dubuque senior, they jump into the top ten undefeated. Haven't played really anyone quality yet, I'd say. But that being said, they're dominating the teams they play. They lead the state, I believe, in dominant wins. Double check that. Um, double check that stat real quick. They're tied. Tied with City is for dominant wins. Um, schedule ranking wise, they're not that great. But I mean, their opponent record is seven and eleven. Um, they played two three A teams as well. But they're blowing these teams out, so you can't diss on them. They're a very good team. Again, these kind of like five person teams they're just well-rounded are doing really good this year sometimes you see those teams kind of take a little bit to get going um but all credit to Dubuque Senior they've been playing great this year Iowa City West number nine spot they're hovering around there I doubted them I picked a Lenmar to beat them they ended up pulling away in the fourth quarter and dominating them they're four and one I'm just gonna let that Waller Catholic loss kind of give them a, a pass on that mainly because it's basketball, it's a 22-game season. You cannot react super quickly to every team, to every loss that a team has. But um, I'd say that Val- um, sorry, Iowa City West, still top 10 team around that. Um, the lowest, I'd say, you could put them as 11. Just depends if you like CML teams a little bit more and want to slide Johnston in top 10. Or, uh, yeah, there's not really any Iowa City Liberty or Burlington even. Um, but that's why I'm, I'm keeping Iowa City West in the top 10. And then number 10, Cedar Falls, ridiculously hard schedule to start the season. Um, just wait for them to get their record back up. They'll be fine. They'll probably move. They'll fill that, uh, kind of weird gap between five and six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> so, um, hopefully the Tigers can get going. Uh, they have Anthony Galvin and Dallas, uh, Bear. That, that duo can be pretty lethal in Eastern Iowa. All right, so now that's the top 10. Again, I'll, re, I'll re-say it. Waukee Northwest, number one. Number two, Kennedy. Number three, Waukee. Number four, Indianola. Number five, Centennial. Number six, Sioux City East. Number seven, Valley. Number eight, Dubuque Senior. Number nine, Iowa City West. And number 10, Cedar Falls. All right, moving on to the 11 through 25. We're just going to quickly go through this. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, appreciate you guys listening this far. So 11 through 25, I'm just going to give a, a short summary, maybe, of the team. Some will be longer, some will be shorter. That's just how it'll go. 11, Burlington, terrible schedule so far this year. They uh, rank dead last, I believe, in their schedule rank, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, dead last in 4A. Um, They've lost to a pretty a bad team, I'd say. Washington, I believe they were... Uh, had a losing record um I don't know much about Washington so maybe they're just a team that is good just got off to a slow start but Burlington since then has won every single game uh I believe they've won like three straight so I'm not gonna fault them for it um every team should get a bypass with the loss those happen in 4a just kind of how it goes um uh they've got a Merkichi Lewis Jr. is having a ridiculously good year so gotta give props to them 12, Iowa City Liberty. Iowa City Liberty, um, quality team, 
I'm probably kind of jumping the gun on them. They're three and one. They got dominated by Iowa City West, so a little. I was a little hesitant to rank them aside, but three and one. I'm willing to bet on them a little bit here. Keep them in that spot. They won't be moving up much unless they get some marquee wins. But uh, I think they're they're around that 12th best team spot. 13 Johnston, another team with an extremely hard schedule. They have the 10th hardest schedule in the state. Um, they've lost to Valley and Centennial this week by incredibly by a difference of what like six points, I believe five or eight points, and and really the two points. Two points added onto that are free throws, so about six points is the difference. So they're a team that is dangerous. They The big thing for me that keeps Johnson near the top, or at least th- flirting with a top 10 spot, is because they hung out. I mean, they hung on with uh, Joaquin Northwest, who is obviously playing amazing right now. You can say it was first game jitters, but I'm still going to give him the benefit of the doubt for that one. 14, Norwalk. They jump way up in the rankings. They were like 20 spot area. Um, they move way up mainly because of how they played against Indianola. That proves they're a team that can definitely hang around top comp. Top comp. Well, they're one of those teams that will play a lot of 3A teams, so we'll have to find out more later when they match up against these 4A teams what they really are. But so far, I'm confident with that 14 ranking. Um, it was. Um, I feel like Reddick Bourne and Britton Carlson are at least a pretty substantial duo in uh, class four. Fifteen Marshalltown, uh, they're five and one, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Bad schedule. They have not played really anyone remotely notable. But Des Moines Roosevelt is a team they beat, um, and I'm willing to give them the benefit because for that win, because Roosevelt is actually extremely underrated in my opinion. They're one of the more dangerous teams in the CML, but. To keep talking about Marshalltown, I believe they are, yeah, five and one. So I'm giving them a pretty nice spot, I'd say, with that 15. We'll see if they earn it or kind of come back down to earth uh, during this like midpoint of the season or after this uh, beginning part of the season, I should say. 16 Des Moines Roosevelt, um, one of the more underrated teams in the state, in my opinion. They've got five or uh, they're five and two. Uh, Tay Jackson is a guy I'd be watching for. Sam King. They've got George Williams, Jaquan Bradley. They've got guys that I think are actually pretty impressive. Um, their one loss is Grandview, or two losses are to Grandview Christian and Marshalltown. Marshalltown was opening night. I was still suspect about that loss. Um, that sucks because Roosevelt, I think, would be way higher in the rankings. I'd be way more confident. But that loss is kind of a black mark on their resume, and you're going to get that around them. But they came out, and they're coming off a big win against Council of Lincoln uh, uh, this weekend. So hype for them. I'm really interested to see this team as the season goes on. 17, Council of Lincoln. Council of Lincoln uh, lost to Roosevelt, but I'm still pretty high on them. I think... Uh, Losing to Roosevelt, a team that's surging right now, is not that big of a deal. Um, I'm willing to keep them in that 17th spot. Um, quality team. Uh, haven't watched too much film on them, but I'd I'd still feel confident saying they're a 17th ranked team. 18, Pleasant Valley. Pleasant Valley just beat North Scott, and uh, they're starting to surge. Pleasant Valley's starting to get back into the ranking conversation in eastern Iowa, at least. <clears throat> quality 
players on the team. I know Connor Borbeck is a quad. I butchered the name probably, but I think he's a good shooter that played great last year. So um, I think he's going to be a key piece for them this year. 19, North Scott just lost to Pleasant Valley. Still pretty high on them, but this loss is pretty substantial, I'd say. So, or that loss is pretty substantial. So, I'm going to have to move them down a little bit. They barely lost. That's why they're one spot behind Pleasant Valley. Play that game again and probably be super close as well. 20, Davenport West, pretty high on them. They've kept it close with some really good teams. I'm going to keep them around that 20 25 spot. Um, 21, Ankeny, still in the rankings but they're very close to falling out um which would be the first time that Ankeny has fallen out of the top 25 in my rankings ever of the two years 22 Linmar um another team that's kind of dangerous uh from flipping out they've played a hard schedule but um I'd still keep them ranked mainly because of that and they have some um good wins I believe they had a good win not too long ago, where is their schedule, pulled it up, real quick, load, please load, internet connection's not too hot, all right, oh, they beat a Prairie, um, but they played Waukee, Xavier, and ISD West, like, that's a absolutely brutal, they played Dubuque Senior, kind of interested to see how Dubuque Senior does in that. <clears throat> um, but down the line, they'll play some quality teams. They play Ankeny. That's weird. Um, all right, moving on to 23, Davenport Central. They just beat Bettendorf. Um, team I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Uh, at this stage, it's teams that are either like teams to watch, basically, or teams I'm keeping an eye on. 20 to 25, at this point in the season, there's not really much going on. <clears throat> There's a lot of teams that could probably, you could say, could be in this spot. 24, Bettendorf, just, they've lost back-to-back games. They fall 10 spots in the rankings. Um, but I'm keeping them ahead of Urbandale, who has a ridiculously hard schedule also to start the season. Uh, one, I feel like once they start playing some more middle ground teams, they can start to make some noise. All right, so that will do it for the ranking show. Thank you for tuning in. We're only about 22 minutes deep. Uh We'll do a post, like a post or a pre Christmas break recap of how the season's gone. Um, once that happens, we'll talk about how I feel like each team, um, how I feel like each team performed during the uh, beginning part of the season. So, thank you guys for tuning in. God bless and have a great Christmas week. Mm-hmm.